0: Well, federal conservative leader Pierre Polyev has been visiting British Columbia over the last couple of days. He was in the interior on Wednesday, and today he's in Vancouver. There's a lot to discuss, particularly around housing affordability and the carbon tax. He joins us now. Mr. Polyev, thank you for speaking to us today. Great to be with you, Mr. Joe Hall. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about housing. This week, the mayor of Vancouver, along with uh, his majority council, talked about uh, greater density uh, uh, around SkyTrain stations, but really focused on housing. It remains the major issue, uh, certainly uh, for the Metro Vancouver region. First of all, your thoughts on where you think the federal government's role would be in this broader conversation about greater housing and housing affordability uh, for people in British Columbia?
1: Well, after eight years, Justin Trudeau and the NDP are not worth the housing costs. Uh, housing costs have doubled under eight years of Trudeau. Uh, rent has doubled, mortgage payments have doubled, the evil needed down payment has doubled. That's for two reasons. One is uh, interest rates have gone up because of inflationary deficits, and second, uh, bureaucracy blocks home building. Uh, here in Vancouver, Hall uh, has estimated that uh, government permitting zoning, bureaucratic delays, taxes, fees, charges, consultants add $1.3 million to the cost of every newly built home. So my common sense plan is to cap spending and cut waste to balance the budget so we can bring down inflation and interest rates on the mortgages. Two, I'm going to incentivize municipalities to speed up and lower the cost of building. I'm going to require that they Permit 15% more home building per year. Um, they will, if they beat the target, they'll get a bonus. If they miss the target, they'll get a fine. Uh, so, for example, if Vancouver were to beat my home building target by 10%, the municipality would get 10% more money. If they miss it by 10%, they get 10% less money. Strong financial incentive to get the bureaucrats and the taxes out of the way to build, build, build. We'll sell off 6,000 federal buildings and thousands of acres of federal land, and we're going to use all of that property to build affordable homes that people can uh, buy, uh, enjoy. Uh,
0: and I, I think back to the 1970s, uh, and at that point, the federal government, or certainly federal assistance at that time, uh, helped increase uh, housing starts by about 40%. <clears throat> all you have to go is down Oak Street and some of our major thoroughfares. And you see these you know, three-story apartment buildings built in the 70s, in an era when we used to build, uh, and the federal government was heavily involved in the building of affordable housing. They still play a significant role. uh, The buildings themselves in these communities, they may be old, but they play a significant role in providing housing uh, for many British Columbians. The federal government's been out of the game for a long time, uh, for a lot of decades. Uh, What makes you think your plan will change things or turn things around quickly enough? Because we've been out of the game federally for a very long time, and, and this has taken decades to get to this point. And how, what makes you think you can change, turn it around quickly with your plan?
1: Well, I, I would like to take issue with a few points there. One is the federal government is thoroughly involved in housing now. It's more involved than it has been in a half century. In 2017, Justin Trudeau launched an $89 billion federal housing program. And what have been the results? Double the rent, double the down payment, double the mortgage payment, double the cost for housing after eight years of Trudeau's massive bureaucratic programs. We don't need to build more bureaucracy, we need to build more homes. Uh, And uh, right now we have these enormous government programs that just suck up money, that don't build anything. In fact, we built fewer homes last year than we did in 1972, a half century earlier. So, My Common Sense Plan removes the red tape and the taxes, which are the only things standing in the way of home building. For example, housing costs a third to half in the United States than it costs here in Canada. You go across the border to the, to the United States where they don't have Justin Trudeau's big programs, you can get a house often for a third of the price of what you pay here in Canada. We don't need more government. We have the home builders, we have the land, we have the workers. What we don't have is affordable permits. So, my common sense plan removes the bureaucracy and the taxes to let builders build. And that's how we're going to put affordable homes in place for our people.
0: Um, Let's move over to another issue when it comes to affordability, and that's the carbon tax. Uh, uh, As you know very well, uh, the carbon tax uh, was first introduced here in British Columbia as a provincial uh, matter in 2008 under Gordon Campbell. The federal government is very much involved now uh, as the, the carbon tax continues to increase every single year. Uh, until 2030, and there will be a significant increase at the pump for the average Canadian, and it continues to grow up. up. Uh, First of all, uh, for the record, what would you do once you're elected with
1: the carbon tax? Axe the tax. Uh, After eight years, uh, the Trudeau NDP carbon tax is not worth the cost, and now they want to raise it to $0.61 a litre. That's a quadrupling of the tax. People won't be able to afford it. I was just speaking to... Shipyard workers at C-SPAN today, and they were telling me the enormous ca- cost they pay for gas to drive in from the Fraser Valley or Coquitlam to do their jobs. They have no choice but to drive. There aren't realistic transit options for them. We're punishing people for doing what they must do. And let's not forget that the Trudeau NDP carbon tax is a tax on food. You tax the fuel of the farmer who makes the food and the trucker who ships the food. You tax all who buy mm-hmm. the food. I will axe the tax to bring home affordable gas, heat, and groceries.
0: So, uh, look, uh, I think most people would say, look, the carbon tax when it was brought in, it, it looked like it was a market response to an issue that we had to deal with. That was put a price on carbon. But at the same time, you are correct that it is impacting the bottom line for a lot of folks. Uh, In this case, uh, what would you want to do if you're going to eliminate the tax? Because some would argue we still have a moral uh, obligation to deal with the issue of climate change, and we have a role to play in the broader global push in dealing with climate change as well.
1: Well, my approach is the inverse of the liberal NDP approach. They want to make traditional energy more expensive, I want to make uh, carbon-free alternatives more affordable, so I would greenlight green projects to supply emissions-free electricity onto our grid. Uh, We need to speed up approval for safe nuclear power in Saskatchewan, Alberta, Ontario, and New Brunswick that can replace uh, high-emitting coal. I want to speed up approval for hydroelectric dams in Quebec so that they can double their hydroelectric production. I want to incentivize and approve carbon capture and storage so that our energy sector can bury the carbon back in the ground where it came from. I want to export more of Canada's clean natural gas using our hydroelectricity to liquefy it and send it to Asia to shut down dirty coal fire plants. And those electric car batteries that we see driving around in in Teslas, that shouldn't come from coal burning China. It should come from Canadian mines. So we need to fast track approval mine lithium cobalt and other minerals of electrification that's green light green projects that's how we bring down emissions and the cost of living
0: if the provincial government if any provincial government after you ask the tax if you are elected as prime minister of this country if uh, a provincial government wishes to bring in a carbon tax on their own you would be okay with that
1: well i wouldn't be okay with it but i wouldn't have the constitutional authority to stop them uh, unfortunately, um, but I would encourage people to vote for uh, local MLAs who want to axe the tax. Let's have all levels of government committed to the common sense conservative policy of axing the tax.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, just to get to news of today, uh, your thoughts on Bill C-69 and the ruling today from the Supreme Court of Canada?
1: Today, the Supreme Court ruled that the anti-resource development law c69 violates our constitution justin trudeau's overbearing big powerful federal government has exceeded its constitutional authorities according to the supreme court and the consequences have been devastating uh we've lost out on job opportunities to natural gas liquefaction plants that could have been built by now to supply first nations coastal communities with more paychecks and worse than that we have allowed those jobs to go to foreign dictators. Just this week, Qatar signed a deal to sell 3.5 million tons a year of liquefied gas to France. We could have sold that gas. Now Qatar gets the money and they finance Hamas in the Middle East. So who do you want the money to go to? Hamas takes I know who I stand for. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Mr. Paul, have, uh I know you've had a very busy uh, few days here in British Columbia. Look forward to chatting with you again and have you in studio as well. Thank you for your time today. Really appreciate it.
1: Great to be with you, Mr. Joe Hall. Many blessings.